Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome back to another episode of XS Gaming Podcast. This is episode 142, and yes, folks, it's been a while. I'm one of your hosts, Sanders Scullion, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Mr. James Grusin. What's up, James? Greetings and salutations, everyone, and yes, we do apologize for the delays in episodes. It's just, it's one of those things in life with scheduling of course with everything you know we all still know the issues still going on and it's just been kind of hard for us to link up with some of us having something to do which sunday usually ends up being the main day we can do it so but hey we're, we're finally back so hopefully you're still here to listen and thank you for checking us out yeah, a lot has happened since we've been gone. Uh, we went through a hurricane. <laughs> it seems like that's all that's, that happens at least like every other year of the podcast during the summertime. We're like, oh, yeah, we had a hurricane. It wasn't that bad. Uh, how did you do during the hurricane, James? Uh, we didn't get really much. You know, it was just some rain. And I know yeah. you guys got a lot more because I checked on you. Like, we, we didn't have any power outages. Might have been a little bit around town. Uh, you know, it was always something just to keep an eye on. And, I mean, it was almost a little bit early because lots of times, uh, you know, we've had some of the worser ones uh, come around September. So yeah. uh, it, it's something I never really look forward to. Like I said, you know, you being a more coastal town, you definitely, you know, uh, had the chance of hitting it worse. But it's like you, you just never know. But like you said, this last one, you know, not too bad. Uh, I know in some of the even the more coastal areas in the Carolinas did get hit. But sometimes that's just one of those things you kind of got to expect. Like if you live on the actual beach, it's just one yeah. of those uh, sad facts of life that it's like, yeah, if you live in this nice beach area, sometimes you're going to have to deal with this crap. And just I, I hope everybody, you know, did OK and didn't get too much uh, property destroyed. Indeed. Uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad. We we lost power for a while and it was it was kind of funny because, um, you know, I, I was like talking to the kids I'm like, you got because we got power back on, but when we had the power turned back on, it took us a while to get Wi-Fi back up. So I was like telling the kids, I'm like, you guys want to know what it feels like to live in the 90s? Here we are. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, hey, you can still manage without power. I mean, like, yep. you got some batteries at least. Um, you know, I mean, of course, it's harder if you got some battery backups now for, you know, certain systems. Um, me still, you know, I got a bunch of, I love old time radio. I, I still got a bunch of old cassette tapes. Uh, so, hey, man, if I got some... Uh, C or D batteries for the boom box, man. I'll just, I'll be putting those in and just hanging around because I listen to those on my phone. But, you know, if I didn't have power, I don't know if I would uh, waste my phone power on listening to that. <laughs> of course, then too, with Wi Fi being out, probably couldn't anyway. So, hey, cassette tapes, CDs, man, physical media can, can still be your friend. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I, w- I was just happy because I had charged my uh, tablet before the hurricane and, uh, I've gotten really into reading uh, digital comics, so I was re. I had nothing but like comics to read. I was like, all right. I went through like a whole volume of the IDW Team and T comics, which are really freaking awesome. But uh, yeah, so that that was that was that. I was I was having my time with with the storm and with, with gaming. We we got we got a couple of uh, things that's happened in the gaming world. Um, first off. Uh, Our last episode, we were talking about the PlayStation 5. They had just released. I mean, we haven't done a podcast in two months. In the last two months, we we got to see what the PS5 looks like. We got to hear more about Xbox with with their own presentation. They showed off Halo Infinite, and Halo Infinite didn't get the biggest reception. A lot of people were complaining about the graphics. And now Halo Infinite is delayed. Until further notice, it looks like um, I'm pulling up a, a article from Polygon, 
And what's funny is they had an interview of Phil Spencer, and it was an all Animal Crossing um, interview, meaning it was like they, they took the Animal Crossing game, they made it look like a talk show, and Phil Spencer even had his own like little Animal Crossing character wearing an Xbox shirt, and it looks like they're on like uh, like David Letterman or something like that. <laughs> but it was it was pretty cool. But they had him interviewed, and uh, he says the Halo Infinite will no longer be released in November alongside Microsoft's next gen console, the Xbox Series X. A new release date has not been given, only that it's now coming out in 2021. He said the decision won't impact other launches' plans. However. Uh, Spencer said that Microsoft and 343 Industries are talking about the decision late last week after going over certain options like shipping parts of the game itself. Ultimately, however, Spencer said he wasn't in the right... He didn't feel like it was in the right fit for Halo Infinite to have a delay, but it was the most fitting decision. Um, it seems to be like a lot of it also could be multiple factors were stated for delay according to the announcement, like the ongoing COVID-related impacts. Um, I, I, you know, the way I feel about it is, you know, a lot of people weren't happy to the way the game looked to begin with, so maybe a delay is not a bad thing. No, it's, it's, I mean, I just saw nothing but people clowning on it. I mean, on the one hand, it's kind of a shame. I mean, Halo is kind of like one of their premier titles. Personally, it's not a game I've... I've ever really cared about or honestly remember uh, playing very much. I just wasn't, you know, wasn't for me, but I mean, you know, it was huge, you know, very pivotal, you know, online gaming just for Xbox in general. So I think yeah. it's kind of a shame that they can't launch with that. But I mean, I think when like you're getting laughed at, you know, <laughs> that much about certain things with it, it kind of shows that, yeah, sometimes it's better just to hold back. Uh, because you just, I mean, you don't, you don't want to put out, I mean, really, I mean, you can't just put out complete garbage nowadays. People expect no. a little bit more. And at least, you know, like I said, maybe they can turn things around and come out with something that really, you know, blows people away in the end. But it does kind of suck to not have that, you know, that mainstay title, you know, at launch. Which, that's something that's always really cool to see with new systems, is those launch titles even as if we've seen in the past with older systems as limited as they may be and you know not as great in retrospect it's still good to have something huge at launch yeah and i think i think also uh something interesting to point out as well is with the uh series x uh i know some people aren't big fans of microsoft right now i personally think microsoft's doing something a little different this generation uh, because the Series X is, yes, it's a new-gen console, but the interesting thing is they're not going to have any exclusives for a while. Uh, what they pretty much what they want to do is, <clears throat> is they want to be able to play the games on any Xbox console, which is really interesting. Uh, so for those that are like, hey, you know, I I want to wait a year before I get the brand new console, you're not going to be missing out. Uh, say Halo Infinite, when it comes out, there's a chance that Halo Infinite's going to be on, of course, a Series X, but it could also be on the original Xbox One as well. And so, I mean, that, that's really interesting that the Xbox and Microsoft's almost going more of a, like, almost like a cell phone kind of mindset in the sense that, you know, just because you have an iPhone 4 doesn't mean you can't do things that an iPhone 6 can't do, if that makes any sense. Yeah, but also, too, and parts of that I can appreciate, uh, but some of it, too, also, it's like it also doesn't 
make you special you know yeah it's almost like what pushes you to go want that to to invest in that new system and like i said if they have those same games out it's like you know you can play it on your old system but it's like will it run as good Uh, i know they have the things like that well maybe they'll have two versions and like i said you know where you get like the automatic upgrade when you go to the one x it does seem very consumer friendly like i said i like a lot of it but to me you know it is more that hey i got the it's always been that yeah we were little i got the new system well i can play super mario you just got mario like that's yeah and then and then even i got mario all-star just got a better mario than you got you know it's always having that that special thing it's it sometimes it is having that killer app that thing that you have to play and like i said well i do like parts of it i I could see them lagging a bit behind you know but as i said like i've become more of a microsoft fan um you know i've really enjoyed it especially i love the uh you know game pass game share has just been completely awesome you know, and that's kind of grabbed a bit of my loyalty because I just I love that. No matter what, I get a new game, uh, and me and my friend have it. You know, so even if I pay the full price, it's almost like I didn't. It's like maybe I'm like gifting half of it away. You know, um, which I know they'll they'll keep going with that too. Um, you know, everything I've heard, they're they're keeping the game share and everything, and everything rolls on over. But you know, it's just it's it's a real it's just. It, it's interesting, you know. It, it's kind of a different, uh, uh, different. What's the word? Uh, it, you know, just a different. Uh, God damn it! Um, <laughs> I, I'm losing the word. It's a, it's a, a different way to go about it, you know. I think, but I, I do kind of respect what they're trying to do because I, I think yeah. it's very consumer friendly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the things. I mean, I. I do I do not regret a single day getting uh the kids an Xbox One with Game Pass because uh they they have any game they want to play, you know? And the thing about it is even like uh like the new Battletoads is coming out. I believe it's coming out uh next month, if I'm not mistaken. That's gonna be on Game Pass. So it's like, you know, if you have Game Pass, you paid that sixty dollars for the year, they got a brand new game coming out, you can still play it and it merits right there it merits say a brand new game purchase but you got so many more games to play and uh speaking of the series x i mean it seems to be there's going to be more than one series x or should i say an xbox series x and the xbox series s man whoever had whoever was in charge of naming Whoa. these consoles my god but uh, a mysterious white xbox series x controller has appeared online last month complete with a new d-pad textured uh, triggers and a new share button. The new leak matches the previous controller link, and the retail packaging suggests that it could be appearing in stores soon. Uh, the Xbox Series S will likely be Microsoft's second cheaper next-gen Xbox that's been confirmed or codenamed as Lockhart. A Microsoft document leaked back in June shed some further light on the company's plans for the next two-gen consoles. A Microsoft Series X dev kit codename Dante allows game developers to en- enable a special Lockhart mode that has a profile and the performance that Microsoft wants to hit for their second console. Now, it seems to be that this is going to be an all-digital um, Series X, but it's going to be called Series S. It will include uh, 7.5 gigs of usable RAM, 4 teraflops of GPU performance, and ship with the same CPU found in the Series X. And it's also to be revealed sometime in August. Uh, we're halfway 
through August, so I haven't heard anything else about that. Uh, it's almost done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that bundle of the Xbox console and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for a monthly fee. So, yeah, it looks like they're going to be doing that. And it's not really that that crazy. I mean, PS5, when they announced that console from Sony, they announced the, the console and a digital console. So uh, it's not surprising that Xbox is also going to make an all-digital console. It's Plus, not... you know, they did one before. Yeah. Um, which, I, you know, which I think they've already ceased operations on... Uh, that model in particular. And I think I even last episode, uh, I might have mentioned, you know, if there was like an all digital format, depending on the price, I didn't know if I would go for it because I've kind of mainly stuck digital, you know, with my Xbox, a lot of times due to the game share, because uh, that's the only way, you know, to game share, except for backwards compatibility, which is, you know, that's always a, a thing we look at for in new systems. Yep. You know, many of us love that. And, um, you know, with my Xbox uh, One, at my whatever the hell I have, my Xbox One, <laughs> S, um, I can load in, you know, a lot of 360 games, uh, you know, older Xbox games. And when I load those on there, those do become available on GameShare, which is very cool. And that's, to me, one of the reasons I realized is like, yeah, I don't think I could do uh, all digital on uh, either of these systems because I like that capability. You know, Xbox is stuck with that disc format. Um, of course, you can buy the games too, but I love having that option. We all have so many older games that just get, you know, lost, um, which, you know, it's kind of rare. Like, you know, uh, it, we know they're going to do, a, you know, mainly uh, full, you know, PC with the last systems, the PS4, you know, and, and the Xbox yeah. should all be on there. But, you know, at least with 360 titles still available, with the, you know, the PS3, if you have a lot of those discs, like I know I do, um, they just kind of get lost because my PS3, it's like it's not even hooked up anymore. And, and chances are I'm not really going to buy them again. Um, so, you know, the backwards compatibility is always a, uh, a nice option I have to look at and see what the companies, you know, are necessarily going to do. And I will say the PS Now, I know, you know, has a lot of options uh, as far as playing older games. But it's something I've never really looked at yeah um, I, I i don't know if it's a good deal i know the game pass you know has been a really good deal because you get first tier get like you said battletoads i mean you get these top tier games right when they come out any microsoft game it's there like yeah and, that, and that, that's that's pretty insane like that's really bold that they even do that whereas i don't know if ps now has you know a top tier brand new game right when it comes out yeah but ps now is kind of interesting i've had i've had ps now for a couple of months um it's good for it's good for for, for some ps4 games uh, they'll have some PS4 games on there that are pretty interesting. Like they had God of War on there. They had Spider Man on there at one point. Uh, they disappeared. I don't know where they went. Uh, but they have they have some like PS2, very limited PS2 games, and a lot more PS3. I mean, they have a lot of PS3 stuff to play. But I mean, comparing the two, uh, Game Pass all the way. Game Pass is so much better. Than the uh, PS Now. I'm hoping PS Now gets a little bit better as time progresses. But, you know, backwards uh, compatibility is one of those things that, like, it's not something that we need, but it's it's such a good selling point. Like, it's it's so good to know that, you know, theoretically, you could sell your current-gen console 
and get something out of it to put towards a new console and be like, well, I can play all my old games on it. It's like a, a full upgrade, you know? I've always liked that. Yeah, it's really a nice little bonus. It just it kind of makes you feel better about your purchases. You know, games that is like you spent this money on. It's like, well, I don't have to buy it again. Yeah, you know, in digital format, which we know sometimes. I mean, the digital format, like they come on, they really could be cutting us a break on some of the prices. Like they'll, they'll oh kinda, yeah, you know, jack them up sometimes. Or instead, if you've got this game, it's like you can always play it. So, like I said, it's not a necessity, but I mean, to me. It is. Uh, it's a very good selling point, and, and I think it is for many others too. Um, you know, so many people still love that PS3. Uh, you know, the first one that came out that can play one, two, and three. I mean, how awesome is that? You know, it's like it, it almost makes you just want to go back and get one of those. You know, if you can find one somewhere for a good deal, just to have you know this kind of all in one. It's like I don't have to have my PS2 and three, and you know this. Like I just have this like almost one all in system. Which I can see why those are still sought after, you know, and and, and still, you know, catch a good price. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. Now, I, I do want to talk about some PlayStation 5 stuff because, you know, we've been talking a lot about Microsoft. And uh looks like the PS5 could struggle to run 4K games, suggests a developer leak. These are a lot of leaks. Of course, whenever there's new consoles. Remember, remember when the Switch came out or when it was coming out when it was the Nintendo NX and we had like a new, like, quote unquote, leak every other week? Yeah. Those are definitely happening. They're not as uh, outlandish as the Nintendo rumors, but looks like the PS5 could struggle to run games at 4K, according to um, a developer leak. Worst, the leaker warns that fans of the PS5 could be more expensive uh, and slower for two brand controls launching this year. Uh, asked about the PS5 performance and running the Capcom uh, games engine, which will power Resident Evil 8, the tipster claims to have heard from another dev that PS5 struggles with 4K games in particular. He also states the players should get ready for a lot of fake 4K games on PS5. Uh, this, this seems to be something that a lot of people are talking about, and honestly, this is one of the reasons why I'm not too, like, ready to jump on the next gen, because it seems like there's going to be a lot of speed bumps, it seems. I mean, they happen. I mean, I don't, I, I don't have a 4K TV. I've also got a damn plasma, and, a, you know, like, mm -hmm. I, like, I don't know, so some of that stuff to me, like, it's not that big of a deal, but I can see, like, the people that are ready, they got the 4K, you know, Blu-rays yeah. and the, this and that. And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty good with just a, you know, a good run-in game. That's still stuff I haven't fully, like, embraced it yet, so I don't really fully understand. Um, but I know, you know, like I said, everything just keeps, you know, jumping up and progressing. So I could see, you know, that being an issue. But, you know, for me, I'm like, eh, I'm not too worried about it. I, uh, I might be okay with the fake 4K. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when it all comes down to it, I mean, the the main important thing about these new consoles, I mean, because here we are in August, we're getting closer to the holiday season. Uh, it's just right around the corner, and that's when these consoles are supposed to be launching. And obviously, you know, without getting too far into it, the, the economy is not in the best shape right now. Uh, the main thing is going to be price. I mean, these consoles are going to have to be very price-friendly and, and entice people enough to say, you know what, I'm going to get one this year. But I think a lot of people, honestly, I really think a lot of people are like, you know, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait a year, see what speed bumps are going on, catch up on my backlog of PS4 and Xbox One or, you know, the current gen. Uh, I mean, because let's face it, I mean, 
there are so many freaking PS4 games. There are so many games that came out in the last like two or three years I haven't even played yet. Like I haven't bought, I haven't touched. And I mean, there's games that like uh, that Ghost of Toshiba. I still haven't played that. You know, like I could be playing that when it drops down in price while everyone's getting a PlayStation Five. You know, you did good. And like I said, with Xbox, it's like well, obviously, it's like if they want you to still be able to play, you know these newer games that come out like there's really no reason to uh you know there could be a second wave of stimulus checks coming out which mm-hmm. i can see people jumping on those i mean when i got mine you know initially i was like oh man i can get a new system but hey as time goes on you spend more of that money sometimes it's like well i might would rather have 500 dollars in my bank account yeah than, uh, drop 500 dollars on a system it just depends you know if i if i you know get the other family uh uh, stimulus again that is that amount then it's like yeah but i mean once again i don't count on that stuff coming like yeah it's it's awesome to have and i like having it as a backup more for for life you know Mm -hmm. Uh, life situations instead of maybe just dropping it you know right away uh, you know, on a brand new game system where, you know, these are ones, like I said, I mean, it's still exciting and it's great to see the stuff coming out. But I think, like you said, a lot more people are going to be a little bit more leery. You yeah. might just wait a little bit more, though you will have your ones because some people are going to get that system on day one. And you know oh, what? Yeah. Man, I mean, that's cool. If you can do that and that's what you want to do, I mean, go for it because it's yeah. always awesome having, you know, that new thing. But like I said, you know, more people might just hang back just a little bit and see. You know, it's like, will this holiday system bring booming sales or will people maybe wait, you know, uh, to the beginning of next year or even the tax season Mm -hmm. next year, you know, just to wait and get one of those new ones. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the only console, recent console that I got around launch the closest that i got around launch was the nintendo switch i got that a month after it came out and and the thing about the switch is like you know when i first got it i had nothing to play uh there was really not a whole lot of switch games i think the game that i was looking forward to the most is mario kart deluxe which i was like i already had mario kart 8 deluxe you know so i mean like i think about that and i think about you know the new gen and i'm like you know i'd I don't really see myself jumping too far. But then again, like you said, if someone's out there and they get that PS5 on launch date, uh, more power to them. I'm actually really happy for them. I want them to upload videos. I want to see what the console has to offer. I just don't know if I want to make that plunge personally yet. Uh, But there is one thing in November that I am looking forward to, and that is Yakuza Like a Dragon, Yakuza 7. It's going to be released in November in North America. It's been out in Japan, I believe, since July. And uh, this is going to be a very different Yakuza game because this is going to be a JRPG as opposed to an action brawler like the previous entries. And um, I, I, I freaking love the series. So I'm really curious about what this new playstyle is going to be. And this is going to be the first time that it launches not just on PlayStation 4, but it's also going to be released on Windows PC and Xbox One, which is freaking awesome. Yeah, definitely cool to see it, you know, branch out as we've seen more of the older games come from the Xbox. We've seen, you know, so many friends start playing it, you know, uh, once a lot of the older ones became more available. Of course, with the, you know, the remakes and such, uh, people have really got a chance to. Now people that, you know, maybe never had a PlayStation, finally able, you know, to go back and play these games and people 
you know, obviously are loving it. You know, like, yeah. I've seen so many friends sit there, which honestly blows my mind. As I've said before, you know, I had these gaps in between these games where it was this, you know, really long experience. And, you know, like, I don't know if I could have kept up as much, you know, because I, I see so many friends go through, play one, two, three, four, five. And I'm like, God damn. Like, yeah. I had, I had like years in between these games to where it, you know, it really got to a point where it was almost even too much for me. It, it was like the most awesome thing in the world that crumbled in my face. <laughs> it was to where <laughs> it was almost like, um, like getting a big bag of gummy bears and like eating the whole bag. And then you realize it, that your stomach feels like hell and you're like, Oh, what did I do? But it was so worth it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's really crazy. Like to see that. And it's to where, you know, like I haven't, I've still yet to finish like part six. It was just, it almost got to be like a, like a overload. And, and, you know, don't get it wrong. I still love this game and I'd, I'd rather it be popular and everyone else get to play it and appreciate it. Cause I think it really is just a great, you know, it's just, it's funny. It's fun. You know, it's like, it's that great modern beat em up with a great story. It, it's, it's perfect. And I can see why some people love it, but it just, it almost gets to be an overload for me where it was too much, which part of the reason why I am really looking forward, you know, to this newer one, um, completely different. And me, of course, being long time, you, you know, yeah, as a proponent, I was like, I accept this. You know, I'm not one of those ones going to be like, what? what, you're changing my game? Like, no, like, dude, like, this, this is great. Um, I, you know, like, I'd love to see that. I, I love any kind of branching out, um, you, you know, to anything they do. I'd love to see even like Yakas on some type of, and granted, we don't have like the handhelds like we used to. Um, we got the switch of course, you know, but it's, it's really a system, but it's like, it's one of those games. Like I'd like to see, you know, it, trying out different things. Yeah. Um, even maybe like a fighting game at some point, um, whether it was from a rebirth of Virtua Fighter or something like that, I think it would turn into a really awesome, uh, you know, a fighting game too. But it's like, it's just really cool to see it lasting for so long, branching out and so many people embracing it. And like, I really, I still have nothing but love for that series. It's, it's still one of my absolute favorites. And it's just, it's really insane for me to, you know, to see like what it's turned into. Like you really kind of did become like a phenomenon to where it's like every, every single one of our gaming friends like started playing it and like yeah going through every game and it's like there's certain parts they like certain parts they don't and i'm just like I said the fact that they can play these games all back to back to back to back is just man i mean it shows that it like it's a good game but and you gotta you gotta think about it you know last month was our uh eighth month and uh eight year I should say eight year anniversary of the podcast. Uh, we started a podcast in 2012 and uh, you know, when we first started the podcast, I had heard of the Yakuza series, but I had never played it, you know, cause I heard about it from when I used to work at Babbage's and I remember when it first came out, I was working there at the store and I'm like, Oh, this, this seems like a Japanese GTA clone, like everybody. And yeah. I remember having you on the show, uh, talking about the Yakuza series, and the more you talked about it, the more I was like, oh, man, this is this is not what I expected. This is a lot better. And back then, you were just like, man, I really want us to have Yakuza 5. You know, <laughs> you know, it's crazy to think that at one point, you were like, man, I really want Sega. I mean, at one point, you were like boycotting Sega. You were just yeah, like, yeah, you're, yeah, you're like, fuck Sega. I want Yakuza 5. And we go from like wanting Yakuza 5 to 
getting a Yakuza game or spinoff, rather it's Fifth and North Star, rather it's Judgment or Judge Eyes, whatever, every single year for the past, like, four years now. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like, multiple times a year. Even. Yeah, I mean, like, three just, releases a year. It was insane. Just everything. And the fact that, like I said, I think it's great that people still eat it up and, and play them. But it is crazy, like, when you think of, like, what you want, what you ask for, and then... You, you end up actually getting it. It's like, how yeah. many times in life does that happen? And then when it happens, you almost can't even handle it. So yeah. it just, it's just a lesson for you in life. Sometimes it's like, be careful what you wish for. But like <laughs> I said, don't get it wrong. I think it's, it's still awesome. I would still love those old uh, PSP games, honestly. The, uh, the oh, Jim, I know there's an old Capcom game called Black Tiger. I don't know if it's Black Puma. Oh, yeah, I think it was Black it's, Puma, yeah. It's something with a cat. Honestly, I would still love those, and I would still love the uh, the two samurai games, uh, Kenzan and uh, Ishin. I would still love those. So, I mean, you know, if, if, if somehow I caused any of this, you know, just through the uh, internet waves, which I doubt I did. But if I did, I hey, I will still, I would still like to play those games. Uh, so maybe one day we will also get those uh, but they'll probably still hold them back from me just because that's how life's gonna treat me <laughs> yeah I, I still want to get those like samurai yakuza games i still want to play those um, yeah like i said they're they're tough like i have one and i attempted to play it but i mean unless you really want to because like i said you know we, we all love the story and i just yeah. i don't want to sit with a guide and and read it but i think man if they could just do even keep the psp games if you want but g- give us kenzon and ishin like yeah. in a nice little double pack translated uh man especially like, with like, especially with how popular samurai games are right now i mean could you imagine you know them releasing it uh, releasing something like this around this time because of uh you know ghost of Tsushima? that that game's huge right now yeah very true and i think even as uh you know entrenched as the yakuza series as many are a lot of people still probably don't know about some of those games um it was actually the very uh uh, Kenzon was actually the very first uh, PS3 Yakuza release, I want to say. It, it was either Part 3, but I think Kenzon was the one. It was just one we didn't get. And then they also did the Ishan, and it's kind of... Uh, one's kind of loosely based on my uh, Miyamoto Musashi, who did the Book of Five Rings, very famous samurai. Uh, it's kind of based on his story, and one of them, and the other one might be a little different. And, you know, like I said, I, I haven't really got to play them, because I have one. They're tough to play, but man, that would just be cool because it's you're still Kiryu, but you're kind of like someone else. You're like uh, you're, just, you're like yeah. Kiryu's long, long, long like ancestor somewhere. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of cool. A time, you know, and like you said, the samurai games, like people are people are loving it. Um, it you know, just it would be great to see. So who knows? Like it's yeah. something I still hold, you know, some hope for that maybe we'll see because it's like why not? It's like if people are buying all these other games. I'd, I'm sure they'd still like to see these, especially if you did like a sweet, like I said, sweet little double pack since they are, you know, both are uh, PS. I, I mean, I know Kenzon is uh, PS3 and Ishin, I, it, it might be four. It might be one of those ones that was on four and three. I, I, I really, I, I don't know for sure, but either way, just, I mean, to have those like translated would be awesome. You know, just, just do some sub. Just do some subtitles, really. I don't. Yeah. Really translated. We don't need voice acting. Just, do, just give me some damn subtitles. Here, here, here it is, right here. Like, if Sega was listening, this is what I would say: release a double pack, 
release a special collector's edition with the double pack and a Saki set. Wouldn't that be be so freaking awesome? They had like the little Saki like vase and the little cups, you know, kind of how they did with uh, Yakuza 6 when you got the little, the nice glasses. Get a nice little Saki set or a little little thing to go with it. I mean, people will eat it up. But, uh, but yeah, let me, let me see what else I got. I got one last news thing to talk about. I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen the new Earthworm Jim? I've I've seen a little piece or two about it. I, I that's that's to yeah, that's really awesome ecosystem. Right? That, that's really that's all. That's that was like a little thirty second trailer. Um, of course, it's with the Intellivision Amico um, a console. I, I honestly haven't Coleco, really Intellivision. One of those. <laughs> yeah, I haven't really um, I haven't really been following too much about it. Uh, but I mean, I saw Earthworm Jim, and I know a lot. A lot of people were like, "Oh, it looks like garbage. It looks like a mobile game." To me, it looked like the Earthworm Jim cartoon, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, this doesn't look bad." Uh, is it enough to maybe make me merit buy a new console like the Amico? Absolutely not. I mean, especially when I'm trying to debate if I want a PS5. I think a PS5 sounds a little bit more enticing than a console I don't really know too much about. Yeah, it's kind of a, a odd time to jump into you know, the market where I could really only see you know a company like Sega if they decided to come mm-hmm. up with a new console, which everybody still does want them to do. Um, I think they would be the only ones that would really be able to, and still really would struggle, you know, at the same time. But they would still have a fighting chance just due to that loyal fan base. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I mean, we'll we'll see some more on that. Um. Getting into like the tail end of it, I'm going to mention uh, some anniversaries that's here in August, and then we'll get into games we've been playing recently. Um, first off, Until Dawn turns five years old this month. I, I remember you and I buying that on launch, like doing the podcast and talking about Until Dawn. That was like back in August 25th, 2015. Such a good game. Very awesome. I mean, it's still great. It's one if you've never played. Like, if you love horror movies, man, it mixes, uh, you know, so much from that cabin in the woods, crazy monsters, and, you know, the same company has still been doing other games with, like, the uh, Man of Medan. They have a whole series, which these are a little bit shorter than Until Dawn, but, you know, they still have, they have about, like, five games lined up, which I'm sure will, you know, branch over into the new systems. Uh, Man of Medan, I never actually finished that one. I still keep meaning to go back to it. And, you know, hopefully I will. But, I mean, Until Dawn is still a game I want to go back. It, it was one, as soon as I finished playing it, I was like, man, I could play that again. You got all the multiple choices, you know, who dies, uh, who do you save. And, man, it was just really uh, a very interactive, fun game. And, and it, it, it it had a huge plot twist, too. I'm uh, not wanting to spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it, but it starts off as, like, it almost starts off like one sort of horror genre, like the slasher genre, and then it turns more supernatural. Yeah. It's so weird. Uh, also, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, turns 10 years old. It was released August 10th, 2010. Uh, classic beat-em-up. Uh, not my favorite beat-em-up, but I like the music, and I think that that game alone um, really elevated the chiptune music genre. I feel like after that game came out, a lot more people were getting into chiptunes. Um, I, I think, too, it kind of brought some love back to River City Ransom, uh, yeah. You know, which after that, of course, we definitely saw a resurgence. We've got the collection on Switch, uh, River City Girls. 
Uh, there's been a, a couple of other River City Ransom games. We, you know, we've really seen a bunch since then. You can see where you know the Scott Pilgrim game took its inspiration, you know, from was River City. And while like you know, like you, I, I didn't love it as much as River City. It was still pretty fun, but I think it it helped. Uh, you know, that series gain new life to where we're seeing new games today still. Uh, yeah, it definitely elevated the beat 'em up genre uh, because I think when Scott Pilgrim at the time when it came out. Uh, the beat 'em up genre was kind of, kind of like stagnant. Like not a whole lot of beat 'em up games were coming out at the time, and that's like when that came out. I was like, oh man, it's like a beat 'em up. This is old school. Uh, also, fifteenth uh, anniversary of Nintendogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much pretty much all we got to say about that. Um, I've never played it. I'm still waiting for Nintendo Cats. Did that come out once? Yeah, that would be that would be a lot better in my opinion. Uh, Chrono Cross 20th anniversary. I've never played Chrono Cross to be honest. I had it in my collection. I used to have a physical copy in my PlayStation collection. I had never had a chance to touch it and end up selling it. I hear it's uh, of course not as good as Chrono Trigger. But I heard that it's it's got a, an amazing soundtrack. Uh, but that's really all I can input on it because I've never actually played it. Yeah, it's one I think uh, me and some friends may have played it many years ago, uh, but it's not. It, it didn't really uh, have like a lasting impression. If I did, so I'm thinking maybe I actually just didn't play it. But uh, still love Chrono Trigger. I mean, that's yep. an awesome game. <laughs> uh, and, and last but not least is uh, Mario Tennis, and let me. It looks like Mario Tennis sixty four. That's what it looks like. Yep, Mario Tennis sixty four uh, launched in uh, August twenty eighth two thousand. It seems to be there's a lot of uh, Mario Tennis games that release in the summer because I think I remember Mario Aces on the Switch releasing around this time too. But um, I mean, summer is the time for tennis. Indeed. And, and, like, I don't know what it is. Like, Mario Mario sports games are always fun. Um, I, I forgot the other day that there was a Mario baseball game on the GameCube. I'm like, oh, man, I forgot about that. I need to go check that out because I forgot. Yeah, I think that. they re-released it on uh, even on Wii. I think it was that one in the soccer, and they put them uh, mm-hmm. both out on Wii. And they Because I have the – I still – I have the GameCube versions of uh, – at least the baseball, because I, I love a good, fun baseball game. I don't really Same. like the, you know, just, you know, straight up, like, legit baseball. But I like some wackiness to it. Yeah. Um, And that one was, a, like, a really cool one. But uh, they might, yeah, like I said, the last version, I remember they put it out on Wii. Uh, probably still cost something, because, you know, most Mario games do. But, uh, you know, wouldn't be surprised if they had them up for some type of, you know, download service to play. Indeed. And uh, I think with that, we're going to get into games we've been playing uh, recently. Uh, James, what, what have you been playing the last two months? <laughs> uh, this one's going to be kind of sad. Because um, I feel like I haven't really played all that much. So I might throw a couple movies in here, too. Um, actually, I did get Ghosts of Tsushima. Uh, and I absolutely loved it. And I got it that first day. And I played it, man, for like six hours. And I told everybody about it. I was like, "Oh, this game's great!" And then I haven't really touched it since. <laughs> you you uh, gave it, the, you gave it the gruesome seal of approval, and you're like, "All right, it's done. <laughs> it's, it's good enough, man." And I, I meant to, I want to go back and play it more, but uh, you know, so, sometimes, like lately, uh, even with you know everything going on with the, the current situation, like my wife, sometimes she's doesn't work as many hours because she does tattoos, and um, usually she just does appointments now. Uh, so sometimes she comes home early and, uh, 
I, we just end up watching movies and stuff instead because she's not a big gamer. You know, once in a while yeah. she wants to play Mario Kart or something, and we do that. Um, but you know, I try to keep the the gaming when I'm you know at home by myself, and sometimes it just doesn't happen, and I haven't got back to it. But we have been uh, we've been watching a bunch of uh, Frankie and Annette uh, old beach movies from the '60s, uh, which are an absolute blast. Um, they just, just you know they're like semi musicals. They always sing and they'll have uh, famous acts, uh, the Beach Boys. Uh, Nancy Sinatra, James Brown. Like, you never know what musical act's going to be on there. Um, they're very silly. Almost all the plots are almost exactly the same. Uh, and some even have Vincent Price, Boris Karloff pop up in them. Uh, you know, there was a string of about 10 of these, uh, ranging from beach movies to ski movies to uh, a couple of racing movies. And then they have a couple, like, haunted house ones, too. I've been very fun. And uh, also the uh, Bruce Lee Criterion Collection came out uh, not long ago. And Criterion always puts out really great releases. And um, you can really – Barnes & Noble a lot of times will have sales. Uh, yeah. Certain movie companies, Criterion, Arrow, uh, Shout Factory, if you're into like horror cult movies, all great ones. Uh, and also recently, I don't know if I mentioned last episode, I got a region-free Blu-ray player. Oh, Which, nice. Uh, we all love region free, man, whether it's game systems or, you know, DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, and it's it's really cool to see because sometimes there's movies you can't get, you know, over here. Or sometimes you can find certain sales. Uh, like I found an Arrow sale to where we had a U.S. Arrow sale and the DVDs because th their DVDs honestly run about 40 bucks, which I'm not paying. So they have a sale that's 20. Well, I found a U.K. sale that was $10. So, you know, I got about six movies or so, um, and it's awesome just to have the capability, you know, to play on this region-free player. Um, highly recommend them. I mean, you can get one for, uh, I think I got mine, it was after shipping and everything, it was about 120 Um you know, which is a lot of super cheap investment, but, uh, you know, if you're into, like, you know, really cool movies and just having that, uh, you know, option of... Uh, playing one from anywhere like i think it's a really nice investment but the bruce lee criterion i uh, always been a huge fan of the bruce lee movies i mean this set has i think every single documentary uh each movie has different about maybe five six different commentaries uh it's really crazy they had some uh, old fight footage that uh you know wasn't widely released uh, that they kind of put out in a, a version from Game of Death. Uh, that was when Bruce Lee fought uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, so you kind of get some unused footage. You get to see from that. Um, like so every version, if you want the English version or if you want the Chinese version, as many of these like I've never seen, uh, you know, with the original language. Uh, Fist of Fear, or uh, Big Boss, as it's more now known, I think has one of the greatest martial arts movie soundtracks. And they actually had a little mini documentary uh, on that, it was a German guy that did the music, and uh, almost everywhere except China, his music was the one that got used, which was just uh, really cool to see. Um, I did get a couple new uh, Japanese wrestling games. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I got a couple new Japan games for the GBA. Uh, it, one is a very odd, uh, almost seems like it has RPG elements. Uh, it's where you start off wrestling, and the uh, wrestling is from a kind of a first person perspective mm -hmm. is very odd 
uh, trying to play. That one I uh, kind of gave up on. But the other one I got is a more uh, you know traditional wrestling game, and I actually sat there, man, for like twenty five minutes playing a match, you know, on this old Game Boy Advance game. And speaking of Game Boy, uh, just in general too, I'll bring up uh, that I recently pre ordered the Analog Pocket. Oh yeah, um, which was kind of controversial when it came out because so many people, uh, you know, did not get it. I actually heard about it. I think originally through the CU podcast, you know, Pat and Ian's podcast. And uh, I know Ian on there had some issues uh, when he'd ordered, you know, as did many, um, depending on, you know, uh, what credit card or bank account you used. Because uh, I actually got a text after my order went through and it was like, did you make this purchase approved? So they approved it at least. I know some people got that message while they were ordering. And they had oh, to go wow. into their account to try to get it. I don't really think Analog was expecting, um, you know, the amount of traffic they got. Um, you know, they've been known to put out really high quality, uh, you kind of call it a clone system, but it's not like a, a yeah, it's, yeah, it's not. It's the the thing that makes those consoles so unique is they're not uh, just like your straight up clone consoles. Uh, they they are as close as you can get to the actual consoles yeah, and to more real hardware. Yeah, it's the I think like what is the F F B G A uh, consoles where they they don't emulate the the software they they rebuild the hardware. Yeah. So you're you're getting a real experience with those uh, consoles that are definitely yeah, worth do, it. Yeah, they do cost a bit more. They have the Super NES. Uh, some versions they put out have sold out, and uh, they they haven't redone them yet. But you know, this one was coming out. Plays Game Boy, Game Boy Color, GBA. <laughs> They also have adapters. You could get the Game Gear, uh, which I ordered, and then they also have a Lynx and a Neo Geo Pocket Color coming soon. Not really sure who wants the Lynx. I mean, that's kind of cool. It's there. I don't have any Lynx games, uh, unfortunately, or uh, maybe fortunately that I don't have any. But uh, I did get the Game Gear and the screen protector. And like I said, the, the system itself is uh, after I get the system, I went the you can get black or white. I went with black because I. I checked with my wife last, and she was like, yeah, get the black one. The white will probably get dirty. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're right. I got the screen protector uh, and the uh, Game Gear adapter. And then uh, the the calculating the shipping is where many people got hung up in the order process because uh, that one worried me because I, I ordered mine at work. I set the alarm for uh, 11 uh, a.m. our time. It was 8 on the uh, uh, Pacific time. And, uh, and I got on there. I still got through the process. It got hung up on the shipping for a minute. And I almost, like, backed out. But I was like, I'm going to just let it sit. And it finally went through. Gave, gave me the shipping option. And, like I said, it was, uh, you know, speaking of investing money, you know, in, like, new systems. And, like I said, I will say it was about 260 for the system, uh, screen protector, and Game Gear adapter. But, you know, I, I love my Game Boy stuff. I just, I wanted this Ultimate Game Boy. It also has a Nano Loop. Uh, music maker, which I don't know a whole lot about. Um, it's also going to have some options for making your own game, and they'll have uh, places where you can like upload them and you can share them. I just, I, I think for the Game Boy community, like it's it's going to be really awesome because some really cool things come from it. And um, they're supposed to have more coming out for pre-order because, like I said, this one was kind of a, you know, I mean, it kind of messed up. There's a lot of mad people. 
Because I remember Xander, you told me, you know, it's like, did you get it pre-ordered? Are you like Twitter's blowing up? Yeah, like, it was. It was going crazy, and I was like, oh shit! I know James. Like, I had just talked to you probably like thirty minutes earlier that you had uh, ordered it, and I'm like, oh shit! I need to, I need to see what's going on. <laughs> you know, I check and as soon as you sent that, I checked my email, and everything on my emails was still approved. So like, mine definitely went through. The the bad thing is we got to wait till May of uh, next year. Oh wow! A, it, it's a very long time, uh, but I just you know to me it seems like a really cool system. I, I don't even know about like you know the nano loop. That just sounds. It's just cool that it's in there. Uh, and I yeah, think this really is the the ultimate you know Game Boy. If you're into you know uh, you know handhelds Game Boy, that's the main system. Like I really you know will buy old games for. It just really seems like the one to have, and uh, I'm still like I'm excited about it. And, you know I. I kind of like I dropped my money on that, so it's like I might be, uh, you know, I might wait a little bit longer on a newer uh, next gen system, you know, due to this. Yeah. Uh, even though I got to <laughs> wait way longer for it to come out, um, but I'm still, I, I was like, it's still exciting. Almost the fact that you know it is so wanted that you know it, people couldn't get it, it kind of makes it a little bit more attractive to have. But at the end, I hope they put out another. And like I said, they're planning on doing more. I just don't think they were expecting, you know, the traffic and with everything going on, uh, you know, it could be harder for them to get parts and everything. So, uh, you know, anybody I, I would suggest, you know, get on the analog mailing list if it's something you might be interested in. Uh, you know, it's definitely not just like a, you know, a, a whimsical cheap purchase. You know, it's something you got to really want. But if it's something you're looking into, I would stay, you know, updated on their email list and their site to see because uh, I'm sure they'll have more because it's like if people want to buy them. Why not put them out? You know? Yeah, exactly. And then, I mean, May of next year, that, that seems to be a, a big enough window that they might they may make another batch for the pre-orders. We'll I'm we'll sure. see. Yeah. Uh, sure. my, myself, when it comes to games I've been playing, uh, I plan on making a full video, uh, episode 14 of games I've been playing. So I don't want to talk too much because I know I'm going to make a video on it. Uh, but I will say i um, been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Uh, my, my girlfriend recently got, uh, back in June, she got a, a switch light in animal crossing and she's put about 220 hours in animal crossing. Wow. I'm around 152. Uh, so we, we've been playing a lot. It's become almost our morning routine. Like we get up in the morning and we both turn on our switch and see what's going on. Uh, matter of fact, the day's Sunday. So you guys know if you play Animal Crossing Day was turnip day. So we had to go out and buy our turnips before I got ready for the podcast. Uh, but I've been playing that. Um, also been playing Jay Cocoon on the PlayStation 1. Uh, my friend Chris, uh, aka DC Redial on YouTube, uh, he recently beat it and he was talking about it. And it's a game I always heard about. Uh, I think I had a demo of it a long time ago, and I may have played it a little bit, but I've always been like, oh, you know, Jake Cocoon, because it's, it's kind of like a Pokemon clone on the PlayStation. And uh, the attractive thing that he told me about it was, he was like, yeah, it's not that long of a game. I, I beat it in about 12 hours. I'm like, ooh, that, that, sounds like a good, uh, that sounds like a good game. 12-hour JRPG, count me in. You know, and it's it's so funny because, you know, Many people go, oh, 12 hours long, that's that's ridiculous. But for me, it's more realistic. It's like, okay, I can actually put a good chunk into this game uh, with my limited gameplay. You know, I can actually get into it. So I'm playing a little bit of it. Uh, my only caveat is it uses tank controls. 
and I forgot well, I forgot how bad tank control. I mean, I know we've talked about in the past about tank controls, but I forgot actually playing tank controls how difficult it is. It's almost like a huge learning curve. It's like learning how to walk again. Uh, yeah, I, I was playing. Uh, we were me and a friend. I were trying to go through. I think it was like Resident Evil. This is quite a few years ago, and like I've I've gotten more adjusted to where I can use the tank controls. But I remember we were trying to play, and I was just like, I kind of threw the control. I didn't throw it. I just kind of tossed it down, just like a sad. I was like, I can't do this, man. Yeah, because you're like, play this anymore. You're like, hey, I want to go right. I'm going to push right. No, no, you got to press up. You're like, what? So, like, a lot of times, I would like it would take me longer to get through dungeons, not because the dungeons were hard, but because I couldn't stop running into the wall. So like your brain just doesn't adjust. Yeah, more at a certain And I point. naturally, I naturally was trying to use the analog sticks. Like, I'm so I'm so used to using analog sticks for those kind of games. I'm like, oh, the analog. Oh yeah, you gotta use the D pad. So. Uh, I've been playing that. Also, um, a little bit of Blasphemous. I got that on PC. Really oh, good. I have, I have that on Switch. It's good, but boy, is it hard. It's a hard yeah. game. It's a hard game. So I don't know how much more I'm going to play of that, but I, I appreciate it for what it is. But, is that the one know. that's got like, the Iced Earth Dude soundtrack, I think? No, no, no. That's um, that's Slain. Ah. Yeah, it's got the, uh, the, the guy from Celtic Frost. Did the uh, the music for Slain? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Iced Earth, Celtic Frost, <laughs> <laughs> something something icy and frosty. Something icy, <laughs> yeah. Blasphemous is very cool. Uh, torturous backgrounds and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's 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 very you know gory. It's very and, and I hate to use the term soul light because everyone comp- everyone compares anything that has a remote difficulty to Dark Souls, but it really is like Dark Souls. It's like a two D Dark Souls. So. I'm playing that. Also, uh, the last game I want to talk about is uh, my fan, my friend Pedro. Got that also on PC. Um, the story I can't really tell you what it's about because I've been skipping the story and just playing the game itself. The game it's it's just a good like action game. It feels it feels almost like a, like a refined uh, new ground stick figure fighting game in the sense like like if you ever played those like old flash games on the computer where. Uh, everybody kind of moves all crazy in slow motion and all this crazy action. That's pretty much what this game is. I mean, there's a part where you go slow motion, you're shooting people with like uh, dueling Uzis and go through the window and land on a skateboard and you're still shooting people. I mean, it's 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 good. It's like yeah, look, I've, I've heard some more people talking about it uh, recently, and, and I was actually just checking out the Switch store before the show and I saw it, but it was like it was still like twenty bucks on there. I was kind of like. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because I, like, I know if I buy it, it'll be on sale next week. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I've been I've just been playing a lot more PC lately, just because it's I've been finding some really good deals. Look, look, really cool. I would bring up too, also uh, uh, one other last one for me. Right before the show, I got the uh, Tony Hawk demo. Oh, um, nice. Because I saw our buddy uh, Ryan Cadaver from the Casket Creatures. I saw him talking about he was waiting on it to download last night. I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's a demo. Now, in order to get the demo, you do got to pre-order the game. Uh, there's two versions. There's a $40, $50. has like the skeleton dude and some extra crap that I was like, I don't want to pay $10 for that. So I did get the $40 version. Go ahead and uh, pre-order. It comes out September 3rd, I think. Uh, but you get the warehouse demo. Um I think as of right now, I mean, there might be different options. It looks like you might just get, like, little two-minute uh, play sessions. Uh, like I said, there could be a different option for more. Uh, I was just trying to play a little bit right before the show. And, I mean, it's, it's Tony Hawk. Um, I definitely 
probably fell more times than I did tricks the first time. Uh, but I jumped up the score by like 10 grand the next time uh, I played it. But, you know, it's the good old classic warehouse. It's still it's Tony Hawk. People still love it. Um, you know, I got Tony Hawk 5 not too long ago for really cheap just because I wanted a skateboarding game. Uh, and, and, you know, it was fun as issues. But, I mean, this seems to be the one everybody wants, which, you know, goes to show game companies lots of times. Just, hey, man, people just want your old games. Just, just put them out if you can in some form. And people will obviously play and buy them. But I know uh, people are so excited about this 20-something-year-old game that's getting re-released. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a lot of good stuff coming out. But uh, speaking of good stuff coming out, if you guys enjoyed this uh, episode, be sure to give us a review on uh, Apple Music and also on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, any of your favorite podcast catchers, chances are we're on the show. If we're not, just hit me up on Twitter at XS Gaming Podcast and be like, hey, Xander, I like to listen to my podcast on this platform. I want it on there, and chances are I'll get it on there. But uh, we, we plan on doing some more podcasts. Uh, definitely. Um, it's just been, it's been really, really tough and I'm, I'm glad for those that are listening. I'm glad you guys are, uh, still sticking with us. And I, I haven't had a whole lot of people be like, Oh, why isn't there another podcast? Because I mean, I think everyone knows it's really, really tough right now. Yeah. Everybody's going through certain things and we're definitely going to try to get back on a regular schedule at some point. And yeah. you know, like I said, with our work schedules and everything and some house hold things like I've been going through on Sundays lots of times doing some work on the house it's just been tough to get up there but you know thank you guys like like said for sticking around and you know still wanting to hear new episodes like I said they will be coming out more regularly very soon indeed indeed as always guys thanks for listening and as always happy gaming have a pleasant evening everybody